Welcome to Transformation Church Podcast. We are so excited that you tuned in to our 20 Forever series. Today's message is about how worship is more than just a song, it's love expressed. From wherever you're listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. I'm like so excited because I've been waiting to do this series like for like three years and I'm not playing. Like, like before y'all got here, before the world knew, I spoke a version of this sermon series that I'm about to do um, today and God would never let me pull it back out. Never let me pull it back out. Never let me pull it back out until this month. And um, the reason is because this title, what we're talking about, the subject, it is very dear to my heart and very dear to God's heart. And I feel like the church doesn't really know a lot about it. They just act like they know a lot about it. And so for the next four to six weeks, I don't know, maybe eight weeks, maybe to the beginning of the year, I don't know. But this thing is in me. And if you get the principles I'm about to teach you in this series, it will change your life. Everybody say forever. forever. The name of this series is 20 Forever. How to Worship a King. And the problem so many times with the church is we think that everybody knows what worship is because we go to church. We think that people know how to worship. But I started to poll and ask like, hey, what is worship? And I would get so many different um, um, answers about what worship was and how to worship and who was qualified to worship and where do you worship and when do you worship and all of these different things. And, and God gave me a revelation. He said, Michael. He said, it's so important that my kids learn how to worship in practice. Because all we are right now on earth is in practice. No, I thought, I know they tell you you only live once. But for believers, we live twice. Like, this is only dress rehearsal for an amazing production that we get to worship God. Everybody say forever. And you know how people be like, man, I've been doing this 24-7, 24-7. I'm, a, I'm with these kids 24-7. I'm fly 24-7. I'm working 24-7. And, and that's, that's basically a way to say, like, I'm doing it all the time. God told me, he said, Michael, you're not going to worship 24-7. He said, I need all my kids to learn the revelation of worshiping 20 forever. Like, not, not just while you're here, but our worship translates from here and it's supposed to be what we do forever. Right now, there are angels around the throne of God and they're singing the same song for eternity. Did anybody know the song? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. They are on repeat, top number one hit in heaven right now. <laughs> Been on the billboard charts for a long, long time. Okay. And God said, the problem is, a lot of people are going to be frustrated when they get to heaven because they never learned on earth how to do what they're going to do forever. And so I'm telling you, I'm about to teach. Like, like I'm a teacher by nature. Y'all pulled the preacher out of me. Like when I start yelling and jumping and all that other stuff. And it may come out every once in a while. But for the next four to six weeks, I'm about to teach you. Line up on line, precept on precept. You're going to have a lot of notes, so I need you to get your notepads out right now. Get your smartphones, your dumb phones, whatever phones you got. Get them out right now. Because if you learn the revelation in this series, it'll change your entire life. Somebody say, I'm going to worship the king. 
You didn't even say it in the back. Everybody say, I'm going to worship the king. Okay, and see, most people think that worship are the two slow songs at the end of praise and worship. No, let's, let's, let's go to worship. That, that's, worship is not a tempo. Worship is not strings. And, 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 and some of us, we've never been taught how to worship or we've watched others platform worship or we've watched leaders worship or, or some of us think worship is a time where we just cry and we cry out to the Lord and God. And there's nothing wrong with crying. I want you to cry with an understanding, though. I'm going to show you this because I'm a pastor and I'm a teacher and I got to make sure that you guys get this. I want you to turn with me right now to Proverbs 4, 7. And this scripture always challenges me, but I think it's going to help us as I set the foundation for this entire series. It says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Okay. So everybody needs what? Wisdom. Okay. And in all you're getting, this is the part people miss, get an understanding. Okay, so I never understood this scripture for like a long time. So I'm going to break it down so all of us can get it, okay? We need, to un we need to understand there's three components right here. There's knowledge, there's understanding, and then there's wisdom. Let me break them down. Knowledge. Knowledge are facts and information. Write that down. If I have knowledge, I have facts and information. Some of you knew it was going to rain yesterday because the forecast told us that it was going to rain. You had the knowledge it was going to rain, so you had facts and information. Understanding, on the other hand, okay, it's to perceive the intended meaning. So, so you can have knowledge, but there may be an intended meaning that's deeper than just the facts and the information, and you need to get understanding. And then wisdom is applied knowledge. Okay, wisdom is applied knowledge. This is going to help you in every area of, of your life. L let me give you an example. Okay, everybody in this room has the knowledge, the information and facts that texting and driving is bad. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands if you did it this week, because most of us would be guilty. But text, everybody has the information and knowledge, texting and driving, bad. But if you get in an accident while texting and driving, now you have an understanding. You, you have the implied meaning. Like you had the knowledge, but the knowledge didn't keep you from doing it. But when you had that wreck, the wreck gave you understanding. And once you get understanding, you should walk in wisdom. So the knowledge that you had, getting an understanding means, you know what? I'm going to apply this knowledge that I had. Texting and driving is bad. Let me give you a personal example, okay? Because some of you are like, okay, Pastor Mike, uh, knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Let, let me bring it home for you. 2014, we had just had Bella. She was eight months old, and I had the knowledge that Mother's Day was a big deal. I mean, I knew the facts and the information, like people celebrate mothers. This is our first kid. My wife just had him. The baby ain't even one yet. And I was about to get an understanding. <laughs> so me and my wife go to Target, her favorite store. And, and don't woo for Target. It's bringing us shame and debt. No. <laughs> but, 
But we go there to get both of our mothers something the night before Mother's Day. And we're walking in trying to get our last minute Mother's Day gift. And she points at this necklace and she's like, ooh, this is nice. And I was like, yes. And so while she wasn't looking, I, I went and bought it. And, and I must admit, this was not my best effort. This was not as romantic as I could have been. This wasn't as appreciative, but it's our first Mother's Day. And the next day we woke up and I gave it to her and she looked at it. Y'all, she cried. She was sad. She was hurt. She was like, oh my God, this is it. This is all you think of me. This is all you. And I mean, went in. you would have thought I gave her a disease for Mother's Day. Do you hear what I'm saying? And like, she was hurt. The rest of the day was bad. The rest of the week was bad. Food that was good tasted bad. It was just, it was a bad. And at that moment, I got the implied meaning for Mother's Day. You better know next, the next year I walked in wisdom. You hear me? Mother's Day was better than Christmas for her. Do you hear what I'm saying? What I'm saying is most of us don't have the wisdom to worship because we've never understood why we should worship. It's just what we do at church. It's what we come in to do. It's what they do. Those crazy people who, <laughs> that's what they do. I'm more reserved. God still knows my heart. You don't have the wisdom to worship. And so I'm going to try to give you the understanding and the knowledge so that by the end of this series, you won't care who's sitting next to you. <sighs> You won't care what trial you went through that week. You, it will make you know never mind how the enemy tried to come at your mind and what you did before. You will have the wisdom to worship. And so as we move through this, I just need everybody to hear me, okay? I want you to write this point down. Our worship is the only gift that we can give God. And I need to preface this because this is why worship is so important. It is everything else in our church service and in our life is for us. Prayer is so we can talk to God. <laughs> Giving is so God can bless us. Like, like, like reading the Bible is an instruction manual so we can know how to navigate our, our lives. Worship is the only thing that has nothing to do with us. And it's the only gift you can give God. And so many people robbed God, uh, rob God every day of the only thing you could ever give him. And I want this to sit. I want this to go deep into your heart. I want you to understand after all God has done for us, the one thing that we can do for him, we won't do because we think somebody might look at us funny. You, you, you think because because people will, will judge you and think you're a weird. I don't care what you think about me. You weren't there when I was addicted to pornography and could not get out of it by myself. I tried a thousand times, but the grace of God stretched out on the cross and he did something for me that changed me for the rest of my life. So when I don't feel like it, I worship God with everything that I have because... It's the only thing that I can give to him. And most of us reserve it because we don't feel like it. Do you think he felt like going to the cross? Do you think he felt like being 
his, God turning his back on him for a second so that he could take the shame, the guilt, the pain, the frustration, not that we would cause him, that I would cause him. It's my only reasonable, reasonable response to what God has already done. And, and this is the question that I, I, I pose this to so we can bring it back to real terms. Like, what can a child really give to a father? Like, my daughter Bella can't give me anything of value. I've given her everything she has. The only thing that she can give me is gratitude. And the only thing that, that she can really do is live a life outside of my presence that reflects her relationship with me. Like, let me break it down even further. The only thing we can do for God is when we're not at church. Because we've been with him, we reflect our relationship with him to other people who don't know him. This is why I'm telling you, worship is so much more than a song. Worship is so much more than the, the five minutes that we have to sing the slow song at worship. And I, and I want you to write that point down because some of you need to know that. Worship is not a song. Because many of us have been trained because of the lack of teaching that, that we should just play that song that makes us feel goosebumps. Come on, let's be honest. Oh, I'm stressed. I'm stressed right now. I need to go worship. Put it on. I am a child of God. Now, let me say this very clearly. Singing and music are an expression of worship, but it is not worship. And there are many expressions of worship, and I'm teaching you this because many people who can't say anything worship more than you. I know deaf people, people who are mute, that don't need a tune to worship God. Their life, the way they live, the way they treat others, that's why worship has to be more than a song. And if you don't hear anything else that I say, I need you to get this because you will stop the, the amazing relationship that God wants to have with you and the gift that you can give him if you stop it at a song. So, Pastor Mike, if, if worship is not a song, what is worship? I'm going to give you the best definition I could come up with that we're going to work through this entire series. And it's going to take me about three weeks to just break the definition down. So I want you to write this down. It is our anchor scripture, okay? Worship is our love expressed to God as a response to his grace towards us. I know it's a lot, but I need you to write this down. Worship is our love expressed to God as a response to his grace towards us. Okay? I need everybody to hear, hear this so clearly because this is going to become crystal clear in your heart and in your mind over the next three weeks. That's why you don't want to miss a week of this series because it's going to change everything, okay? So, so tell your neighbor my sermon title. Worship starts with love. No, pick the other one that you didn't even like to look at right now and go ahead and tell them worship starts with love, okay? Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, okay? It says, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, 
all your soul, all your mind, and this is the first and greatest commandment. Hallelujah. That's it. That's hard. See, people read that all my life, and they say it so chipper and so excited. And I'm going to love the Lord your God with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind. And I'll be looking at them like, yo, I barely can like work out with all my heart. I barely can love my wife. Well, I barely can eat this ice cream with all my heart. How am I supposed to love God with all my heart, my mind, my soul? How am I supposed to do that? If you've ever asked that question, it's so beautiful. Let me give you the answer. You can't do it without God. You can't love God with everything without him. And he built it like that on purpose. The entire Christian walk is a codependent relationship. You depended on God and you depended on God. And and, and I believe that he put this in here for us to see like, yeah, the only thing you got to do, like, just remember this one thing is the first commandment, the greatest one. Love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. That's it. Oh, you can't do that? Okay, well, I'll help you. I'll help you because we can't worship God if we don't love him. Remember the definition of it is it's our love expressed. Well, if there's no noun there, if there's nothing there, if there's no love there, what am I expressing? And that's why this message is worship starts with love. And all I'm going to do is talk to you about love today because you can't worship something you don't love. And many of us really don't love God as much as we think we do. And, and, and honestly, I'm, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to us. Be, because I get checked on this every time. Y'all know I can't preach nothing that God ain't working in my heart about. God challenged me earlier in this month. said, Michael, do you really love me? Because your schedule hasn't worked me in in a couple weeks. Except to prepare for people. What about me? What happens when God asks you? What about me? What happens when you pray and God says, before I answer that, I miss my time with you? Well, God, I'm just, I'm so busy with the blessings you gave. He said, I can take them away if that's an issue. If, if, it, if, if the blessing I gave you is too much to steward over and our relationship, we can, we can remove all of the extra issues and bring it back to where it's me and you. See, isn't it weird how we really get into the face of God when we ain't got nothing? When you broke down about to lose your marriage, ain't got enough money to eat, all that other stuff. It's like, God, I'm here for you. I love you. There's nobody like Jehovah. And then (laughs) as soon, as soon as the upgrades come, As soon as you get in a relationship, as soon as it's like, what happened? And God says, I only can bless you to the the ability that me and you can still stay connected. I need somebody to hear that because you've been asking why, why hasn't this come? It's because the the little bit we give to, to go to the next level, we don't steward over that properly. And God's like, I can't lose my connection with you. I paid too much for our relationship. 
Hold on, I'm too invested. And that's why when it comes to this thing of worship, you have to understand that this is what we do for God. We worship him. And this is a statement that will change your life because it changed mine. Worship starts with God's love for us, not our love for God. So when I said my my title, uh, love, (laughs) uh, worship starts with love, it didn't start with your love. The beautiful thing about this entire picture that we get to play a role in is that God's not looking for us to worship him so that it'll prove to him that he can now give us blessings. Look what the f- most famous passage in the Bible says in John three sixteen, and, and I want you to just say it with me. Say, for God so... He did it first. He, he did it first. That, for God so loved the world. God loved first that he gave. Do you see it? God loved and gave. Like, this is why I'm saying, like, the only response that I can give to God is in the shadow of what he's already given me. Like, this is the understanding that you have to have. It's because if you think that we're coming in here for ritual to worship and we're, we're supposed to do it every day because Christians worship or we're supposed, to, we're supposed to live our lives this way because I'm trying to worship God, you got this whole thing twisted. You could never pay God back for what he did for you. You got this whole thing messed up. And he didn't say, oh, when you worship, it's a down payment on your salvation. Oh, when you worship, that's brownie points that you'll get for your blessing. He said, I just want you to worship me because I never created any other being that had the choice to. And it's only love when you can choose. And he said, the sad thing is that so many people who claim me don't choose me. I'm going to say it again on this side. So many people that claim him don't choose to worship him. And as for Transformation Church, the reason I'm so passionate about this subject of worship, because we won't be called the house of worship and you can't find it. We have to be a place that, that is not confined to these walls, but wherever you go, you worship. You worship God because of what he already has given to you. If he doesn't give you another thing, what he's done already, you're crazy. You should be in a mental institution right now. But for the grace of God, how do you repay God for for? After everything you've been through and how many false promises you made him. Y'all know we make them false promises. God, if you get me out of this, I promise. Lying. But he never turned his back on you. Matter of fact, he kept chasing after you. And so I need you to understand this statement and it blesses my heart. We don't worship for love. We worship from love. No, 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 no. I need you to hear me. We don't worship for love ever again. You don't ever come into a worship experience. You don't ever go to your quiet time in prayer. Don't ever go to read your Bible and say, hey, I'm going to do this so God can love me. No, 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 no. You're already loved. (laughs) Somebody just say that I'm loved by God. You don't. Some people don't believe that, but I want you to say it one more time. Just say, I am loved by God. God. It changes when you come into his presence with your addiction and say, I'm loved by God. 
It changes you when he knows what your website history looks like and how mean you were to your wife this week. And he still says to you, you're my child and you can say, I am loved by God. So, so when we look at this, if, if, if worship is love expressed for our gratitude for the grace that God's already shown us, worship starts with love. I need you to hear me say this. I'm going to be very repetitive because I want it to sink down into your heart. Worship starts with love. So if worship starts with love, there are five things I need you to know about love. First one, love is given. Look what Deuteronomy 36 says. 30 verse 6. The Lord your God, this is my favorite right here, will change your heart and the hearts of your descendants so that you will love him with all your heart and soul and so you may live remember that scripture i read you in matthew 22 it says all you have to do is love the lord god with all your heart all your soul all your i got the cheat code for you god's going to give you the heart to love him you don't have to have it see see this is the beautiful thing about the grace of god that when you accept jesus into your heart he replaces what was there and gives you what you didn't have. I want you to look at this. It says the Lord your God will, everybody say change your heart. Change your heart. Okay, let me help some people understand this. This is your heart before Jesus. I need everybody to look at this. Burned, tattered, messed up, cracked, hurting. This is your heart. And listen, I don't care how much money you have. You can put a gold chain on this heart. You can put this heart in a big house. You, you can put this same heart. But before you receive Jesus Christ, this is what your heart looks like. But God says, any man that be in Christ, he's a new creation. So, so most people teach a theology that when you come to Jesus, God will patch up your holes. He'll make, you, he'll, he'll make you good as new. That's not what my Bible says. My Bible says that God gives me a new heart. Now, I need you to hear me say this because most of you don't understand this. How am I going to love God? How am I going to worship him? You can't with this heart. Everything leaks out. You, you can't hold anything. You're so offended. If anything touches this heart, it reminds you of wounds of things that were there before. So God says, when you receive my son, I don't patch up your heart. I give you a new one. Like, like so, so I want everybody to see this because I'm going to help your theology right now. Can you still make mistakes with a new heart? Yep. Well, I, I don't feel changed, baby. <laughs> see, 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 the problem is the love that God wants from you he first gives to you. So this is what many of our hearts, I'm going to leave this right here because some of y'all need to see. That's my heart. This represents your heart because we got to have love. And that scripture I read to you was in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Every man that's in Christ, he becomes a new creature. Okay? So we got a new heart. Well, pastor, why does it seem like some people love God more than other people? Like some people, you mention God and they just, oh, 
like, like why, does it, why does it feel like some people love God more? Point number two, <laughs> love grows. Let me ask all the parents who have a teenager or, or an adult child. Do you love your child more, the same, or less than when they were born? You, you love them more. You may not like them more, <laughs> but, you, but you love them more because your love for them has grown because you've had time with them. You've had experience with them. You have spent time in their presence. See, the reason why some people's love for God seems greater than others, it's all about how much time you spend with him. Like, and that's why a lot of people start at salvation and this is the new heart God gave you and they die with this heart because they never spent time with God. They were always busy with the blessings that they had no time for his face. They, 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 they did not see the value in it. But when you start spending time in the presence of God, God does not just keep your heart here. He allows you to have a heart that grows. And this is why this cup is frustrating when you're thirsty. And this cup is a blessing because my territory grew because I was spending time with the one who could grow it. The reason that many of you do not have the love for the people around you is because you haven't spent enough time with God so that he can grow your heart. The reason why you're always so pissed at everybody is... Uh, it's because you still have the same heart you had six years ago when you accepted Jesus. Because you won't spend time in his word. You won't spend time praying. You won't join a B group. You won't get in nothing. And so God said, would you please let me upgrade your cup? Could I please upgrade your heart? Could I please give you more? And see, this is the beautiful thing. I love examples. Because what happens is God wants to take your heart and that's why it's so important you come to worship experiences. That's so important why you come to Transformation Church. That's so, why it's so important that you have a quiet time every day with just you and God before all the kids get up. Yeah, you're going to have to sacrifice sleep. Yeah, you're going to have to stop watching Netflix and chilling. Yeah, you're going to have to do all of that stuff. But I promise you time with God is better than time on nothing. Okay. And so what happens is when we come into the presence of God, when they're singing, God says, hey, I'll give you the love. He, he said, but I only can fill up what you have. So, so, so let me, oh, thank you, Lord. So if all you have is this, I'll fill it up. Well, God, I don't, okay, that's enough. And God says, some of y'all have been filled, but you don't have enough for what I've called you to do. And so when you come into the presence of God, when you pray, when you worship, when you have accountability, when you're walking with people, when you're loving your neighbor, God said, I want to grow your love so that every time we come in contact, you can get to the point where you're filled up and that your love will over." Flow. Now, let me show it to you in the word because some of y'all just looking at me and you think I'm doing a good example. Okay, let's go to Philippians 1 9. And this is my prayer for you and my prayer for every person in this room. I pray that your love will 
overflow. More and more. What kind of, what, what kind of more and more? Like overflow, okay, it's already over. But it wants you to overflow more and more and that you will keep on, what's this word? Grow. Everybody say it again. It's not okay for you to be at the same point that you started out with God and it's been seven years. God's not mad at you, but his prayer for you is that you would keep growing in the, here's our two words again, knowledge and what? I love the Bible. So, okay, P. Mike, my love is overflowing. No, no, no. The reason you got to learn this, men, men of God, men of God, listen to me. The reason why I worship is because when God overflows in me, there's little people under me. There's a wife under me that when I worship God, what happens is they get the runoff. Oh, you don't hear me. This is why it's time for men to start worshiping. This is why it's not time for us to just yell at basketball games, but shout out, God, I love you. God, you're worthy. Oh, y'all don't hear me. We have to become men and women of everybody shout at me, worship. But worship starts with love. And so we all have to grow in our love for God. Well, Pastor Mike, I do that. I give, I pray, I read the Bible. And let's be honest, sometimes I don't feel like worshiping. Can we be a hot church for a second? Humble, open, and transparent. How many times, okay, let me not ask it like that. Let me ask it like this. Has anybody ever felt like not worshiping? Okay, I'm not happy y'all did. Y'all didn't do it this morning. Okay, hey. Now watch. Now watch. I'm doing this to help us, okay? Point number three thing that you need to know about love love leaks. <laughs> the Bible tells us in Ephesians, I believe it's six, that the enemy is shooting arrows at all of us, and I believe they're aimed at our heart so that the love that is God pours into us can leak out. I had a bad day at work. My husband's frustrating me. I can't stand these kids. <laughs> I'm never picked. I still have daddy issues and wounds. And what happens is God can keep pouring but when he's pouring, why well, pray today and don't pray for a week? Will you have any love left by the time? Will you, will you be able? Well, I went to church. I went to church. I went to church. I went to church. Woo, I went to church. Thank you, Lord. That was a good sermon, Pastor. That was good. <laughs> but the whole time our love is leaking. And it literally tells us in the Bible that these Oh, 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 I told somebody. So I patched up a couple hoes, but I got into that relationship. Are y'all going to sit up here and act like I ain't telling the truth? So you can have an encounter with God where he pours his love into you, but you can't worship because your love is leaking. We had bankruptcy. Uh, 
I wasn't born in a family I thought I would be loved. So you can come to church all your life and allow God to touch you, but never get to the point to where you can touch anybody else because you're, you're leaking, you're not overflowing. You think because it's coming out that it's the same thing. You're leaking, not overflowing. The word said, I wish that your love would overflow, not leak out. Because when it leaks out, it has to touch everything that's in the cup. So it has to touch all your insecurities and all your pain and all your stuff. And that's why it comes out in discord and comes out in hatred for others. And comes out, I'm just saying, I'm just telling the truth. They, they nasty. And I just think somebody should be accountable for them. And we try to cover it because it's leaking. And there's no way you can worship God without love. And there's no way you can love God if all the love has leaked out. And may I submit to you that there are hundreds of thousands of churches who played songs today. And hundreds of thousands of people who said they were entering into worship, but God didn't hear anything because you can't worship without love. And the trials of life, the frustration, their own sin has allowed love to leak. Church, it's my prayer that you would have the wisdom to worship because if you are like so many of these people. And can I be honest? I feel like that all the time. When I look at some of the things, when I focus on the issues in my life and not God's goodness, when I think about my son just turned three a few days ago and he still hasn't said his first word. And if I keep my mind focused on that, the enemy's able to convince me of things that poke holes in my heart. When I think of how great the world is being impacted by our ministry, but I look at those few people that have something negative to say, and I magnify, I can allow the enemy to suggest things that poke. And then I can come, the audacity for me as the pastor to come into the house of God, and because they didn't play my song, that's a cover-up. Your heart is leaked. I don't, I don't care what song they play. It, it doesn't matter if they're off key, if there's no beat. If I go to the, the Catholic church, if they say, God, I can find myself in the building lifting up the name that is above every name with the hurt stomach, with the BGs. Yeah, let me stop. See, because we consult our feelings about is God worthy of the praise. We want, we want all the circumstances to be right before we give God praise. What really happens is our love is leaked out. And Pastor Mike, why are you talking about? Because we can't worship God without love. And this is the thing I want you to know, the fourth thing I want you to know about love. Check this out. Check this out. Like, love needs protection. Like, like when God... When you spend time in the presence of God, when you get with God, he, he said, I want you to stay in a protected place. 
Look what 2 Thessalonians 3, 3 says. It says, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. Okay, so you're going to guard me? How are you going to guard me? Look what it says in Psalms 91. See, because there's protection found in the presence of God. See, when you stay in that place, not visit it. This is what I need to tell you. The place where God is, is not at church on Sunday mornings. The place that God is, is wherever you invite him in. Okay? This is why worship is much more than a song. Because you can worship and have no music. I'm going to talk more about that, how we express it next week. But look at this. Where, where are we going to be protected? It says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High. Another translation says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High will find rest in the shadows of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone, alone, not my money, not my husband, not my wife. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He's my God, and I trust him. See, 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 this is what you need to know. When you spend time in the presence of God, it takes your heart and it protects it. So, so, so the enemy comes with lies. He tells you what you can't do. You'll never be. Why are the arrows? See, when you stay in the presence of God, this is why I do not wake up and go anywhere without spending time in the presence of God. Because I can turn on my Instagram and the enemy's there. Comparison. I'm not enough. And it lets my love leak out for God. And I find myself not even wanting to tell him thank you. Can we be honest? None of us were guaranteed a breath this morning. But God's goodness. But many of us didn't return to God the only thing we could ever give to him. It's because our love has not been protected. But when you protect what God has given... And you don't even feel like it. The crazy thing about it is that even in this atmosphere, when God touches me and I touch God, what happens is the enemy sees it. Uh-uh, I can't let them. No, 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 no. I got to remind them of their past. What in the heck? I'm going to send a relationship over and over. Still fool. Still full. Transformation Church, this is what I want our church to look like. A bunch of people who spend time in the presence of God. Not so that we can get love for God, so that the love he gives us. Remember, he's giving it. It's his grace. It's his mercy. We start off with all A's. Like in school, it always messed me up when they said, you got to earn an A. But for some reason, I did better when the teacher first day told me, you have an A. I was like, yes. <laughs> and then what's the next thing they said? All you have to do is maintain it. When it comes to worship, when you ask Jesus into your life, he doesn't ask you to earn his love. He gives it to you. And he says, all you have to do 
is maintain what I've given. To the point that no matter what the enemy comes to do, that I can come back and say, oh, that's why I can trust more people with them. Because when I pour in love and I encourage them, it's going to keep overflowing. See, the crazy thing about it is the enemy can keep attacking, but it's getting slippery up here. Because the love of God is overshadowing everything else to the point where if I keep on allowing God's love to pour into me, I'm known as somebody who gives love away, not just who receives it. Church, as we start this series, this is just a start. But I felt today that before we moved on, I need to give some people whose loves, love has leaked an opportunity to ask God to come and protect them. Like, like for me, before I did this series, I had to ask God for forgiveness. God, forgiving me for watching things that I asked the enemy to punch a hole in my purity. Like, I, I did it. Like, there are people you hang out with that every time you're around them, they, they literally cut away at your heart for God. But they've been my friends for... Forget them. No, hear, hear what I'm saying. You tell them what you're trying to do, and they continue to come after it. There are relationships that some of you are in that you're claiming, and you're Facebook official, but it's literally robbing you of your heart for God. You used to be so on fire for God. You used to not be ashamed. God could ask you to pray for somebody, and you'd step out and do it. You used to serve and not be scared as your issues going to get found out. You used to do all of this stuff, but somewhere your love is leaked. And today, if you're in this room and your love has leaked, I want to give you the opportunity to invite God in. Why? Last point. Because love never fails. Do you know why it never fails? Because God is love. Like, like this is what you got to understand. Look at it, look at it, look at it. First Corinthians 13, 6, it says, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. That means God will take you wherever you're at, whatever you're going through. It said it always protects. It always does this. And it says it always trusts always hopes and always preserves. Love never fails. If we're going to have the wisdom to worship, we got to understand that worship starts with love. And maybe you're in this room and your love has leaked out. If you are the first people, you, you may be the person that has that tattered heart. <laughs> like this is what your heart looks like. Today, God wants to trade you. If you're in this room, I usually do salvation at another moment. I want to pray for you right now. I don't want you to go home with this. Stop dressing this up. Stop trying to make people through filters and, and money feel like this is not what it really is. Today, if you're in this room and you want to accept Jesus into your heart and get a new heart, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And, and Transformation Church, we never pray alone. If you're watching online, we never pray alone. I want everybody to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I want us to pray. And only God and you know if you mean this. And if you have been far from God and you want to come back to him, today is your day. 
Everybody in the room, just say, God, I need you. Come into my life and transform me. I'm a sinner. I have holes in my heart. And I need you to replace it. Thank you for living and dying just for me. Today, I ask you to be the Lord of my life. Change me. Renew me. Transform me. I'm yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. If God is transforming your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give through our TC app or at transformchurch.us forward slash give. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Now go and live a transformed life.